Welcome to the Lead Volunteers Podcast. I am your host, Josh Denhart. The Lead Volunteers Podcast exists to help you, the ministry leader, get organized, stop the revolving door of volunteers, and prevent ministry burnout. This podcast is a production of the leadministry.com suite of resources, which includes our flagship course, Lead Volunteers, how to recruit, train, and retain volunteers. Let's jump into the podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Lead Volunteers Podcast. Super excited. Today's kind of a fun one. Uh, this is my friend, Kevin David. Kevin, introduce yourself real quick. Yeah, my name is Kevin David. I serve as worship pastor at Ankeny Free Church in Ankeny, Iowa. Yeah, and we served together for a solid decade That's right. on staff together, and that was fun. And the fun thing is, is that we were friends before that, and then we served on staff, and behold, we're friends still. <laughs> and our daughters were pals, yeah. and we kind of just did like our families were friends. Yeah. So sitting, that's kind of fun. Sitting around the park with the kids when they were little. Yes, on we those, sure did. On those swing sets, that was fun. Yeah, and and also going to pastors and wives retreats. Yeah, and our, right. That was always fun. Those yes. were fun things. Yeah. Uh, and, and your wife just cracks me <laughs> all the way up. Yep. She's a live wire and a lot of fun. Yep. A yep. lot of fun. She is a lot of fun. She is. Well, <laughs> so um, this I think this may be one of the first times that I've had somebody from from the worship department, oh, so great. to speak. So just tell us a little bit about your role and what you do, and then we'll jump into kind of some of your successes and some of the pitfalls that we've all discovered in, in leading yeah. volunteers. Yeah, sure. So so I oversee the the worship ministry at our church, so that means scheduling the the tech people, the the instrumentalists, the, the vocalists, um, and then even, you know, all the aspects, the ushers and, and all those kind oh, of things. Oh, so you're over all of the kind of hospitality piece. Yeah, I've well, we're, see, you're yeah. a smaller church, so you kind of have to wear... Yeah, but I've hats. seen that more and more and more. It's mm-hmm. like... Whatever goes on in the worship service, yeah, that's you. Yeah, and and granted, I have a key volunteer who she does all the scheduling. Got it. Um, but I kind of you oversee the whole thing. Yeah. Um, now, over the years, I played guitar with you. That's right. Come on, you those, remember that? Those were good days. Those were good days. Yeah. A lot of people out there in podcast land don't know that I play a mean Stratocaster, <laughs> baby. This is true. I can. I can. You can testify. Vouch. Yeah, and I remember the very first time that I did a like, um, like an audition or whatever. Yeah. Do you remember that? Uh, vaguely. Oh, I yeah. do big time. And I was just kind of like throwing a couple licks, and you're like. Whoop. Hey, yeah. your boy can play. That's right. So that was fun. Yeah, it was. Fun. I, I I remember you had me lead worship one time. Fail. Oh, like I forgot about singing. That. I yeah. mean, it, it went okay. Yeah, but that freaked me out. And I was like, yeah. no, that's not my bag. Yeah. Okay. Back to the story. Great. So, um, one thing that I noticed about you, Kevin, that was was very cool but very different is that you aren't the worship leader who's the grand poobah big hyper heavy personality that everybody you're not the pied piper of worship ministry mm-hmm. that everybody just you know like blindless blindly follow <laughs> like you you actually do your role differently mm-hmm. so ex- speak to that a little bit yeah i think um maybe uh it started because when i first started in ministry there was uh you know i was a young guy and um there there a guy who was leading worship on a regular basis but he wasn't a musician mm-hmm. and so um so it was natural for me to just kind of come come alongside and organize the the musical aspects and then he was kind of the upfront 
um, guy in front of the crowd guy. Yeah, yeah. And so I just really enjoyed that role. And so then, um, just kind of throughout my career, the next twenty years, um, that's that's kind of how I modeled. It. I had a, a volunteer who was a good communicator, good um, singer, singer, um, but uh, maybe wasn't an organizer, wasn't sure. a musician per se. So that I could come alongside and have all of those things prepared and ready and set up, so that that person could do their role of communicating singing kind of guiding the congregation and and it was funny because for a number of years i actually thought that a guy named joe was the worship pastor at our church yeah i mean i'm one of my clear memories is sitting at a restaurant with joe we're having lunch and some guy comes across the across the room and goes to joe just doesn't even acknowledge me (laughs) and it's like joe oh i love the worship on sunday mornings you know the the nice the niceties and then he just left and i was like that's cool yeah so so that actually didn't bum you out that was actually a validation that you were really winning at your job yes because what i love is that the people of the church are doing the ministry of the church and that uh and that I felt like in that moment that I was successfully allowing him to to do what God gifted him to do and be a blessing to our church. Huge, huge, yeah. huge. And so, you know, one of the mainstays of the kind of the lead volunteers platform, so to speak, would be Ephesians 4, mm-hmm. 11 and 12, right? The role mm-hmm. of a pastor is to build up the yeah. body to do the work of the ministry. Yeah. Your job isn't to do the work of the ministry mm-hmm. per se. Your job is to tee other people up like Joe to do. And so like when you aren't seen and when somebody doesn't laud you Mm -hmm. as the, as the worship pastor, that's kind of like, dang, I, I I won biblically. Yeah. 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 And that was super cool. So over the, and so I've watched you succeed in that. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, then I integrated onto the worship team actually and, and got to experience a lot. So like some of the wins that you've had in the way that you have allowed volunteers to stay with you and have a high retention rate. Mm -hmm. One of them was something that you kind of called the guilt-free zone. Mm -hmm. Talk about that. Yeah, well, um, for me, it's just basically if someone, if I have someone scheduled um, and they come to me and say, hey, I can't schedule, I can't serve for a reason, I, I, there's, there's no guilt. I just say, uh, thanks for letting me know. No problem. I'll try you next month. And yes, and I think that's for a multiple. It helps me on multiple levels. One, uh, I mean, I don't want them to feel guilty because I, I think that uh, they don't want to serve if they're going to feel guilty. Yeah. And then two, I, I think there's that subtle thing. And especially with musicians where it's like the ministry goes on without you. And I think that's very key for musicians, uh, singers. OK, so so let's just broach this for what mm-hmm. it is like. I have been around some singer people mm-hmm. and not all. But yeah. there's, you're certainly not one of them. Mm-hmm. Some of them are divas. Yeah. Speak to that. Well, I, I mean, I, uh, for me, it, it goes to identity. Where, what is your identity? And, um, and I think it's dangerous when your identity is in what you do for anything, right? For anything, and I think yeah. for for singers, it's very personal. It's there's I can't go out and buy a different instrument. What I have is what I have. Wow, never thought about that. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's very personal. I can't change that. Um, so I think there's a little bit more there, and, and I don't want to say let's let's pull back from diva. No, no, no. But I think it's a it's a easy easy thing to say. So that's that's it's a little harder to navigate those waters yes. sometimes. No, yeah, it totally is. But I, and I think part of it is a let 
continually allowing them to see that they are replaceable. Gosh, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good because um, like everything can't be dependent on any one person. Correct. Yes. We'll, we'll get more into yeah. that. So this guilt-free thing, if somebody mm-hmm. wants that, like if they want to, if they can't do it, mm-hmm. this is not like, oh, you're really letting me down. I mean, zero of that. Right. Exactly. And I mean, if there's a pattern, like if there's a regular pattern where every time yeah, yeah. they're doing that, then then there's a conversation or uh, frankly, then I just don't schedule them as much. Right. So, you know. And, and, and in your role, which is very interesting, we talked about this before we clicked record, mm-hmm. and I think this is a really interesting distinction. So in, in the role that I had, mm-hmm. I was looking for somebody who was good enough to be able to do this 40 weeks mm-hmm. a year mm-hmm. with as much consistency as possible. Mm-hmm. That's not what you're shooting for. No, I I want them to do maximum of two Sundays a month. Two Sundays a month. So mm-hmm. I mean, again, that sounds logical. Yeah. But what, what's your heart behind that? So my heart behind that is, I mean, is that I want them to be a regular member participant in our church in the worship service. Right. And um. And I don't believe they can do that if they're serving every week. And if you look at the numbers, too, about how mm-hmm. often does a regular attender come to church? I mean, it's two Sundays a month. Yeah, 1.7 is the latest right? average. Okay, sure, yeah. So uh, anything beyond that. And then, too, I, I think the joy kind of goes away, yeah. right? If yep. you're serving every week, you just I mean, another thing that people don't realize when it comes to worship, and I realized it as a volunteer, mm-hmm. it's a major commitment. Yes, it's a lot. So you got oh, at least one rehearsal a week. Mm-hmm. If it's a if it's a big service, maybe mm-hmm. two rehearsals. Yeah, and you're hopefully preparing. You're but listening by to my the own songs. self. Yeah, but yeah. on your own. And so then the other piece is you've got Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. That's a six-hour day. Yes, it's a long morning. And so the reality is that, you know, like doing every single week, that is almost a part-time job. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure if that's appropriate to expect. Exactly. And you want them to have their regular own life. I think that's going to come down to longevity too. If all of a sudden you can't burn them out like that. No, you can't. Okay. So um, talk about, I always appreciated how easy you made it. Mm to play guitar. So speak yeah. to that. I mean, whatever, speak to that a little bit. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I want f- for my volunteers to, to, to be set up to succeed. So for me, that means they know when they're scheduled, there's clarity there. They know what's expected when they show up and they know what to expect when they show up in that when they show up, basically, if you're a guitar player, it's all set up so that you plug in your instrument and you're ready to go. There's no farting around. There's no farting around. <laughs> I mean, because really for me, that the rehearsal time is is gold, right? And yes. I want to respect your time. I want to respect my time. I want to respect the tech ministry's time. That's right. And so that um, I want it to be an efficient evening, an efficient rehearsal. And Okay. Like okay. So I have been a part of mm-hmm. other worship mm-hmm. experiences mm-hmm. and, you know, it was frustrating in that I was standing there, mm-hmm. like tuned. Mm-hmm. I came mm-hmm. tuned, and they're plugging stuff in, and they're mm-hmm. running chords or the the sound people, whatever. All mm-hmm. of the little, all of the yeah. micro details, and you know, in my mind, after after a couple of times of that, mm-hmm. I was like, bro, like, what did you do the forty hours right. prior to me, or whatever, right, you know? Right. And so I really that, that that's a huge mm-hmm. thing for any of us. Yeah 
in a ministry context, have mm-hmm. all of your poo pulled together yeah. prior to that person coming there so that their time is spent like hitting balls out of the park with right. their gifts. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So you did a great job of that. Oh, and and also, um, I mean, that, that it, it's, it is about efficiency for you, but also mm-hmm. for them. Yes, and I believe it, it communicates value to them. I value their time. I value this time that we have together. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is you also spoke to the idea of once they're, okay, so once they're there, they there's a particular pattern or rhythm, mm-hmm. even though it might be a different week than the week before that they served or whatever, they're, like you, you have an expected like flow. Mm-hmm. So talk to that and why that's a value. Um, well, I just think that it's, it's good for them to know what to expect. And so, um, you know, we have a, a regular rehearsal, um, rhythm. It looks like this. It, it feels like this. Yep. It's going to go like this. I mean, even for me down to the point where <laughs> rehearsals at seven thirty on Wednesday night, rehearsals at seven thirty on Sunday morning, you know what I mean? Ma- make it as, <laughs> as brainless as possible. Yeah, exactly. It's, oh, you're part of the, it's the seven thirties. Right. Right. <laughs> so you're not like, oh, I thought it was seven fifty. Oh, that's on yes. Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. No, I mean it's like, it's 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 making it as frictionless as possible. Yes. Now, you and I grew up, not grew up, I guess, mm-hmm. but we were in a ministry. How long were you at Valley Church? Uh, twelve years. Twelve years. I mm-hmm. was there ten. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we spent a lot of time there. Yeah. And you know, I learned a lot about ministry in that context. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot. And one of the things that I learned was what you and I both know as the sunset clause. Yeah. And that's a part of the lead volunteers shtick yeah. about how to be successful. Mm-hmm. So explain from your perspective yeah. what the sunset clause is. Well, I'm a big fan of the sunset clause. Um, and I think especially for worship ministry, musicians, um, people I deal with there. Right. Because... Um, Keep going. Uh, because... Uh, uh, I, and I want to have a short sunset provision. So this is how it works for me. So I always... Let, let, me, let yeah. me just define the sunset okay, clause yeah, briefly. Okay, idea. So the sunset clause is somebody agrees to serve with you. The sun has just mm-hmm. like dawned. Mm-hmm. And then time's moving on. And then the sun goes down and it's time for them to go, you know what? I, I, th- I'm, I give them a freebie to go, hey, mm-hmm. if, if like your, your commitment's done, yeah. Would you like to, mm-hmm. what are you thinking? They're like, oh, yeah. I think I'm gonna take a break. Great. And that yeah. also is an opportunity when the sun sets for me to go, I'm going to take a break from having you participate. Yes. So yeah. it's, as the sun rises, both parties know when the sun is going to set yeah. and what the expectations are. Often at high noon, it's always good to check in and see how they're doing. Right, right. Okay. So sun comes up, they've made a commitment. Now, for me, it was usually mm-hmm. a forty-week-a-year mm-hmm. commitment. They would agree to do a whole school year, and when the school year came to an end, I would say, "Awesome," you know. And I'd go, "Tink, tink, tink," little evaluation. I would love to have them come back. Yeah, yeah but maybe they didn't want to. Right. So we were both um, free and clear at that point. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the sunset clause for you is very different, and I really want our listeners to hear this next one. Yeah. So the sunset clause for me is a uh, month per month. So what I do is the uh, two weeks before the end of the month, I, I schedule and plan out the next month. So I'll send out my invitations to serve. And, and the, what I've communicated to my volunteers is 
in when I send those out, you could be scheduled to serve once, you could be scheduled to serve twice, no more than twice, um, uh, or you could not be scheduled to serve. Yes. So that's that's you, what you have it the is. month off. You have the month off. And um, granted, I, I you know there are times where uh, then I forget to not schedule them, and you know then we need to have a conversation sometimes, you know that kind of thing. Yeah, but yeah. but um, but it's really good for me because what happens is you know it could be like you let's say you come to my church mm-hmm. next week and mm-hmm. you start getting involved. And I'm like, Hey, Josh can play guitar. Well, if I've scheduled out six months, then of me playing oh, of somebody, of somebody else, else playing, playing guitar, yeah. then there's really not an opportunity for me to, to work me to in, work you in. Granted that one person could be gone. I mean, that does happen, but, but also that other person could get their nose at a joint that you're like, That's Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to sub out for somebody else who's new and can play. There's feelings there. Oh, that's totally 100% yes. Wow. So so you don't want an extended, super long commitment. No, no, I, I, I don't. And now granted, I mean, you know, there are people that uh, they're in the rhythm of serving twice a, a month. And, and in your mind, they're going to be here six months from now. Yeah. But you're just not, you're not committing. No. Because here's the, the, here's the thing that always kind of frustrated me. I mean, at any time, when you're serving, like, right, there was a time when you were like, you know what? I'm not going to be able to serve because I'm so busy with all this other stuff. Sure, sure. And that's totally fine. But anytime you can say that. So why not? Why couldn't right. I at any time say that? Yes. So it's 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 reciprocal. Right. Yes. Right. And so, in other words, it's easy for me as the ministry or as the as the person who's playing or mm-hmm. volunteering to say, "Hey, this isn't working for me right now." Yeah. And and you want to have that exact freedom for yourself. Right. So I can say, "Hey, you know what? For the next two months, I want to work in this new guitar player. I'm excited about that." So, so you've set the expectations. Yeah. So we'll check back in in two months. And, and that right there probably saves you a gob of heartache. Yeah, it, it it does. And have you ever seen that happen, like, I mean, either for yourself before you were implementing the kind of the sunset mm-hmm. clause or, or other ministry leaders in a worship context where it burns them? Hey, friends, I hope you're enjoying today's podcast and that you are a regular listener. If the podcast is proving to be helpful to you in your ministry, I want to invite you to go deeper. I've created nearly a dozen full-length video courses about all of the major topics for ministry success. Lead volunteers, lead outreach, lead interns, lead productively, and so many more. You can have access to every course I have ever created, plus all of the upcoming courses we're getting ready to create at leadministry.com. I would be honored to be your guide and to take you and your leadership to the next level. Go to leadministry.com to learn more. And if you use the promo code podcast, you can take an additional 20% off. Check it out at leadministry.com. And now back to the podcast. And have you ever seen that happen, like I mean, either for yourself before you were implementing the kind of the sunset mm-hmm. clause or, or other ministry leaders in a worship context where it burns them? Um, you mean the, the volunteer or the, the like leader? the volunteer, like all of a sudden, like where, where, where you didn't have a short sunset clause Oh yeah, and it burns oh. them? Oh, I mean, there's so many times where I see, I mean, you know, we, we picked on vocalists and now we can pick on piano people, but I mean, I've seen so many times where like the, you, the, the person at the piano is like, I own this right, and no one else. There's a little bit of, I'm going to call this in the lead volunteers language. We would call that 
big O ownership. Yeah, that's bad. Yes. Or yeah. small O. Mm-hmm. I want them to have ownership. I exactly want them right. to totally be like, I love playing piano. But right. all of a sudden, you, that starts to, to, to balloon to become right. big O ownership. Yes. And that's dark. Yeah. And so I think this, for me. Prevents that. Prevents it. Yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. there. So for the listeners out there, I don't care what whether you're student ministry, whether you're like whatever, outreach guy, whether you're a children's person, this is a different take for you to understand the nuances of how to recruit and the, and the, the strategy behind it. Very mm-hmm. intelligent. Now, Thanks. You you brought up something interesting that you had watched. You're a football guy. You love sports. Yeah, yeah. And so you watched something interesting. And kind of just give us the full story. I'm I'm really into this next thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I was watching some old um, documentary, sports documentary, where they were looking at um, NFL players as they transitioned out of playing football and kind of the happiness factor is kind yeah. of what they were talking about and how they did this brain study of people and it just showed how the the zones of your brain are mm-hmm. excited when you're working on a team and you're doing something that so you're team, good at and enjoy and good at and enjoy yeah and then when you're not doing that wow. and how other areas you know there's a sadness well I, I just made me think of when I was first starting I had this organist and um, he had played forever and you know he's kind of he if you're at a roller rink this is your guy <laughs> <laughs> but, oh my word! But if you're in a cathedral, he's not your guy. The roller rink guy. Yeah, boy, that says a lot, doesn't yeah. it? Boy, if if I could like even add, I mean, maybe my, maybe maybe my editor could put in some roller rink yeah. music right now. And there's probably a generation gap there, right? Yeah. Then you have people like, what's roller rink? I don't, I don't get it, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I but, sure do. Um, so I, um, I went to him and I was like, hey, um, I. I, I, you're not, I'm not going to have you serve anymore. And he was like, well, we'll see about that. I mean, it was, oh my, yeah. But you know, and other people, this individual, they were like, he's the nicest guy. Yeah. You know, super and, nice guy, super nice guy. And was key to getting the church planted Understood. Key to the ministry of the church. But in that area, he was like a little kid with a toy that I was taking away and just crying yeah. like crazy. So he's a legacy player. Yes. He, he had been at this church, was a foundational part of this church. Yeah. He's like, you don't even know who I am, son. Yeah. And it's like, well, um, so another quick lead volunteers kind of deeper language is the five C's, mm. right? So C number one is character, mm-hmm. right? You godly mm-hmm. character? Yeah. Sweet. Number two is um, chemistry. Mm-hmm. Can you work well with others? Mm-hmm. The next one is competence. Mm-hmm. And if you're not really competent mm-hmm. and this guy had some competencies mm-hmm. but it wasn't fitting mm-hmm. so he's super godly mm-hmm. he, he was really nice mm-hmm. he had a lot of chemistry with people mm-hmm. but his chops were better for the roller rink mm-hmm. <laughs> and i think it was as i think about now with that little documentary for whatever but i i think there was some part of his brain yeah. that was activated that was excited and then when i took that you know and i seemingly i took that yeah, away yeah. There was a real loss, and and I'm so I don't know. I just think it's an interesting. I, I think thing. it's very interesting, especially this brain. So my master's degree is at effective, mm. effective instruction mm-hmm. with a total emphasis in brain research, mm-hmm. and so it's all about dopamine. Yeah, it's yeah. all about the feel good hormones yeah. and the feel good chemicals that happen, and they are legitimate. Mm-hmm. And so what you're saying is, and I agree, when they're when people are serving together, mm-hmm. there's a community aspect, high mm-hmm. dopamine. And I would even say, this is off the page here a little bit, but I have always thought too that my 
recruitment is sometimes easier than your recruitment was with children's ministry because people, when they serve in the worship ministry, a lot of times they get that dopamine. They get that reinforcement. They get encouragement. They get a lot out of serving in the worship ministry. They do that you don't get when you're watching babies and no one Maybe. really cares. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. By and large, there, there can be a lot of truth to that. However, there once there are a handful of people who their dopamine is off the charts sure. when they're serving with kids. Yeah. It's totally their yeah, thing. Yeah. However, like music is mystical. Yeah. Yeah. And there's something really special when, and if you, if you know the listeners out there, if they don't play music, you may not understand yeah. this, but when, when yeah. you're in a mm-hmm. group mm-hmm. and it's all happening wonderfully and you're yeah. literally communicating with one another, yeah. it's it's kind of untouchable. Yeah. yeah. And there's that dopamine piece too. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's another piece where it's using our very own gifts is is super fulfilling. Yes. And so we need to understand that people, there is going to be a sense of loss mm-hmm. when they're not going to Yes. Yeah, when they're not going to to be doing that. Um, you know, another thing is that I think was super, super important is that you have sought to create an anti-click culture. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean click like a button. I mean, however you would spell click, like people negatively bonding with others and then not letting other people in, like a Mm -hmm. junior high click. Mm -hmm. Talk about that. Yeah, well, I think it's kind of a different philosophy. I, I talk to worship guys, and you know, everybody has their own little philosophy that works for them. And, you bet. and this, this is what works for me. And uh, I think it was born out of the first church that I was uh, serving full time. Um, back in the day, we were experimenting with contemporary worship. Yes. <laughs> uh, so Th- that um, dates it a little bit. Yeah, that dates it a lot and dates me. But um, where they were like, all right, well, let's try this contemporary worship. So I put together a team of like five or six people who are willing to help me with that. So we did it. It was it was successful. It was going well. Then I wanted to implement some new people into this team. Hey, how, what was the time frame between when you started and when you thought maybe? It was probably about a year, year and a half. 18 say. months is a long yeah. time. Yeah. But but you got it off the ground and it was yeah. going well. And these people were faithfully serving to make it happen. Yes. So then there was a, a gal that was, um, uh, you know, she had regular attend to the church for maybe about six months, excellent singer, and I wanted to start working her in. So I communicated to the two female singers that were helping me that I was going to work somebody in, and it it kind of devastated them, you know, not mm-hmm. majorly, but it, it was hurtful. There were tears. It was, yeah, yeah. Tears are never fun. No. And, and, you know, my first reaction was, oh, these ladies are not spiritual. They're whatever. Selfish, selfish prideful. It's all about them. But honestly, these gals, I, I couldn't say that about them. <laughs> Truthfully, these were godly women, praying women, women that they're we're, awesome. They were legit. Yeah. They were legit believers. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to look at myself and be like, all right, well, what did I do? And I had to say, I set them up to, to have those feelings. And I set them up to see that group as their small group. So really for me after that, I was like, I never want to do that again. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that meant, um, not scheduling, um, team A, team B. Team right? A, Team B. So I'm very anti-Team A, Team B. Because you you want to have players that are that are um, c- can plug in. You can. Yep. It's 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 like it's your little. I don't want to say chessboard. Yes. But it's it's like like your team of players, mm-hmm. and then you're cherry picking for what's going to be best for this particular week. 
Yes, and I even love I, some of my favorite volunteers are those that can do multiple things because right. that allows me even a lot of more flexibility. flexibility. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, as opposed to me who can only play lead electric guitar. <laughs> yeah, don't really put me on acoustic. No, don't don't hand me a bass. I can play bass. Yeah, but, but you're really good at that, so I can place you in a role that is successful for you. And I have other players that you know what I yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 the idea is is not creating this this tight no this tight group that either number one nobody can break into right or number two that they feel like you're taking away their candy right and you're they're going to trip out yeah and so for me it it's just kind of what is that group what is the worship ministry group it is a serving group not a small group so in right. my mind if you're a part of our church I, I want you to be committed to our church i want you to be coming on sunday mornings and then as your small group i want you to be involved in a community group is what we call them someplace out there that's it right because what here's practically here's what happens you're a guitar player you shred you're awesome you could break your arm so then what's going to happen? Yeah, I have no group now. You have no group now. And then on the other side, too, you're a great guitar player. What about your wife? You know, I mean, right. she doesn't Kevin feel a part could. of that group. Yes. So why not have a group where you guys can have get a group? That, get that community. Because you see it all the time where you have the little whatever worship gathering and the spouse is there and they just kind they of... They don't, don't know anybody. Yeah, they, they feel like a fish out of water, which is fine for the Christmas party or whatever. That's fine for the Christmas party, but, but this is now the guitar player's absolute depth of spiritual right. vitality. And you're trying to make sure that that's not tied together. Yes. And even for me, like, what am I doing at rehearsal? So if this were a small group, then I would, I would want, need, would expect to have some type of spiritual component to that gathering. Well, I don't do that. And other people probably, it's not spiritual. But no, no, no. It's, it's, it's not that it's not spiritual. What you're saying is, is I, 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 you understand really deeply what you're looking for and what you are absolutely not wanting to do. Right, exactly. I don't want them to feel all warm and fuzzy together. I don't. There's nothing wrong with nothing that. Nothing wrong with that. And there, it's going to happen too, it, right? It is going to happen. Friendships are going to develop because Guaranteed. of that. And what is good in my mind is those relationships, those friendships, hopefully will spill over outside of serving. For sure. But what you're not wanting to do is to take the first uh, 45 minutes to ask every single buddy mm-hmm. what is really going on with your life. Right, right. Because all of a sudden, by the way, I guarantee, I know for a fact actually that you had relationships where people saw you mm-hmm. as a significant portion of their life and they came to you mm-hmm. on an off mm-hmm. occasion to say, hey, I, I need, mm-hmm. I want to talk to you about this. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Yeah. But the point of the worship team practice isn't small group interaction. No, for me it's not. Because my right. hope is... Th- and my my desire is for them to be getting that in their community group. And I think that the lesson here is that they need to be cared for outside mm-hmm. of this group. Yes. Because this group is transient. It can exactly or can't right. be. And, mm-hmm. and they need a small group that's going to stay with them through all of life's things. Exactly right. Well, this is great. Kevin, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Number one, no guilt, no guilt policy. Mm-hmm. I love that. Number two, I liked this idea of, of um, you know, like honoring their time. Mm. Everybody is seeking to do that. Whether you're a children's person, yeah. you're making sure that all of the crafts are mm-hmm. already prepped for them. All right. of that good stuff. Um, I'm a fan of the unique application of the sunset clause. Mm. I think that's good. Mm. And that, that helps me to think um, that you want it on really short terms. Mm-hmm. 
and I also just like this idea of being thoughtful about where people are going to get fed, where people are going to have community. Mm-hmm. Man, Kevin, thank you. It's always fun chatting with you, Josh. It is. Yeah. It is. Well, thanks, thanks again. Yep. Everybody, this has been another quick episode here of the Lead Volunteers Podcast, and we will catch you on the next one. Well, that wraps up today's podcast. Before we close, would you do us a favor? We need your help to get the word out about the Lead Volunteers Podcast. Three simple steps. First, subscribe. Second, leave a comment. And third, share the link to this episode on social media. Thanks again and keep leading your volunteers.